0: You're listening to the Hash It Out podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your
1: business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out.
0: All right, guys. We are here, Samantha and I, Hannah LeBron. We're here and we're, here. <laughs> <laughs> we're hashing it out. We're here to talk about sales and marketing, more sales, and like sales etiquette. So, we're going to talk about sales and marketing every month.
1: Today, our topic is
0: sales etiquette.
1: Sales etiquette
0: some online tips, and in tricks. person. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, how to sell without sounding salesy. That's the...
0: Yes, that's like the main thing. How to sell topic. without sounding salesy, sounding gross. Yeah, nobody wants to sound gross.
1: <laughs> sounding
0: um, um, sleazy. Yeah. Yeah, you, that's the last person that you want to buy from. Is someone who sounds... Like, you know, in movies, they always portray, like, a salesperson as being sleazy. Yeah, true. Like, oh, the sleazy, or sleazy car salesman. She's trying to, like, snatch up your money. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we want to do. We have to make money, but we want to do it in a honest, professional way. And the thing is, nowadays, with social
1: media, sales are everywhere. So even Hannah, even though she has a brick-and-mortar business... She still sells online. She's still using social media to sell appointments. Mm -hmm. And then when people come in for their appointment, she is then selling in person as well to, like,
0: upsell and cross-sell things. Yeah, so all these people who tell me I'm scared to sound salesy, I'm scared to be a salesperson, um, I call bullshit. Because (laughs) when you're posting on social media, you post, like, a picture of your client. You post, like, a product that you like or oh, look at, you know, I use this new mascara or something. You're selling yourself 24-7. Whenever you're on social media, you're selling yourself. You're selling something. Yeah, so what you have to do now that you're already doing it is just refine your skill. Your process, your calls to action, and your attraction
1: and your education when it comes to selling because you don't want to come off as selling to someone. And, like, I've always been a salesperson. That's kind of just
0: mm-hmm. what I've We're done. We're both really opposite. Sam is like a natural salesperson, and I had a really bad, like, relationship, I guess, or opinion on sales. Hannah thought, if you guys go back to our first episode, she <laughs> thought I was gonna be salesy
1: when she met me. I am. I've always been a salesperson, but I'm like the least salesy salesperson that you'll meet. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to push anyone into anything. I'm always just like, oh, whenever you're ready, I'm here. Um, kind of thing. Hannah actually is a really good salesperson, even though she's going to tell you that she doesn't like sales. She's bomb at cross-selling her products after the appointment. But the where that comes into play is recognizing yourself as an expert and trusting yourself enough to make honest recommendations for clients. Yeah, it's going to make you more money, which is great. But your clients probably need the products too. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to tell them about a product they don't
0: need. Yeah. So the number one thing I tell... Every, I tell They come to me and they have acne. If I just do their facial, I'm like, okay, bye. They're going to be like, That's going to fix their acne. <laughs> yeah. It'll make their skin feel great for a week or so. Yeah. But then they're going to be like, oh, well, she didn't solve my problem. She right. just like put a Band-Aid on it, essentially. Right. So instead of me just sending them away, I'm going to educate them, which is another big tip, educating the client on why they need this. And obviously not a sleazy way. Like, I, they really do need it. Why they need it. You know, educate them how to use it. What it's going to cost them. And tell them the benefits. Also know if your client is coming to you and paying you to be
1: the expert, they already trust you as the expert. Mm-hmm. If they're already there and they've already paid you for a service, they already trust you as an expert. So anything you recommend to them shouldn't feel salesy because you're recommending it as the expert. And it's just a recommendation. You're not saying you have to buy this or else you can't leave kind of thing. Like, it's a recommendation. And I don't know about you guys, but, like, when I go to the hair salon or the esthetician or anybody. I mean, even even, even when you buy a car. A a car. Or, like, even when I go to the chiropractor, you know, and they have certain things, I'm going to buy the things they recommend because they are the expert. So your client already views you as the expert, so you need to make sure you view yourself. As the expert. Yeah, and you
0: just need to make sure to maintain that relationship with them. Right. Like, I'm all about educating because if the client doesn't think I know what I'm talking about, like, if they come in, they see my social media or they see my Yelp reviews and they're like, oh, she looks like, she sounds like she's so knowledgeable. And then they come in and I don't teach them anything. <laughs> <laughs> then they're like, mm, like, why did I even come here? Right. Like, I know one someone I know went to an esthetician out here. And when she asked her, like, okay, what kind of peel are you giving me? She was she just like, know. she didn't, like, teach her anything. She just was just like, oh, I'm just doing this. And next time when you come in, I'm just going to look at your skin and see what we need. Like, mm-hmm. and didn't educate her at all. Didn't tell her what she was getting. Didn't, like, tell her why she was getting this particular service. She was just like, because. Mm-hmm. Because I said. Which is great. Yeah, you're the professional, so I trust you to an extent. But expense. that's like
1: when you're a little kid and you're mad at your parents because you think your punishment is unfair. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and they're because like, I'm wild an And then they say, it's because I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it doesn't work. And like something I do, Hannah teaches this to her employees, so she's... She's not lying here because when I get a facial, they always tell me like, okay, now I'm putting on this and this enzyme is for this or this peel is for this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you mentioned you have this, so this is why I'm putting on this one. And then afterwards, they have the opportunity for me to continue that regimen at home. Mm -hmm. So, um, just positioning yourself as the expert, both online and in person when your client comes to see you.
0: Um also a big thing with any industry is the the consult the consultation portion when you talk to the client to figure out what they need whether you're in you're selling like finance a financial service Mm -hmm. or social media marketing you first need to meet with the client and when you're having that conversation you need to determine what they need like if i was to come to you and say okay i want you to do my social media. You're going to be like, "Well, what do you need from me?" Exactly. Right. What like, are your do goals? Do you need me to post? Yeah, what are your goals? What do you want me to do for you? What are you expecting? Mm-hmm. Um like when I meet with a client for the first time, I'm always like, "Okay, well, I look through their medical history, obviously. I look at what they're using currently on their skin, and then I'm like, "Okay, well, what are your goals? Based on your goals, this is what you should be doing." You know, and then that just makes the whole selling process so much easier when you know what they want already because then you can just be like oh they want something to lighten their skin here go for it use this or you want someone to just post for you on social media once a day cool we'll set up that kind of package for you um so the consultation finding out budget their concerns their needs um you know, that's really important for sale.
1: Um, but, you know, you just have to make sure that you're going about it in a non-threatening, non... What's the word? Like, you don't want to offend
0: people. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to mention, because I remember you posting about this, uh-huh. is... Um, which I would have been completely offended, too... Someone just m- will message somebody, they've messaged you, and like, oh, mm-hmm. I have these, like, weight loss pills, or this weight loss I coffee. anything
1: with, like, weight loss, skin care, like, teeth whitening, all those things can be considered offensive. And, like, maybe you are, are messaging someone that has either struggled for a really long time, or even if they're not overweight and you're trying to sell a weight loss supplement to someone who might have an eating disorder... That's dangerous to just reach out and offer mm. someone your product. Like, you don't know what position that person is in. And so I think what we're trying to say is you never want to reach out without any background info. Yeah, build a relationship first. Build the relationship. If they ask you, then it's appropriate to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that you want to build a business around attraction marketing so that people will ask you. I am of the mindset that if you have to sell, you're too late. You've missed the boat. So if you have to go out and start seeking people that have never asked you for anything, you've missed the boat. So you want to make sure that you are staying top of mind. You want to make sure that you're using attraction marketing so that people have questions to ask you rather than you're going out and, hey, have you tried my skinny tea? Have you tried my miracle zit remover? You know, (laughs) because what if somebody struggled with acne their entire life and you that, you know, they're finally feeling good, and then you just brought that back up. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the person responsible for that, do you? Like, that is a horrible thing. And you just – you never know where someone's at. Like, you've heard that saying, like, everyone's fighting a hard battle. Yeah. Be kind. And so that's the mindset that I have with those type of sales as well. Like,
0: you don't know what someone's going through, so don't offer them something they didn't ask for. And if somebody politely declines – Just take it as it is. Yeah. And, you know, you're done. If they know now that you sell this product, so if later they decide they want this, they'll come back. I don't know how many times someone has reached out to me and I said, no, not right now. Mm -hmm. And then later on I'm like, okay, well, now I need this. So I remember so-and-so messaging me Mm -hmm. and then I'll go back. But also if they message me in a, you know, if they also Stay in touch with me, like if they if I see them interacting with me on social media, like they actually
1: try to build a relationship. Yeah, with Yeah, then you. I'll
0: go. Back. Like if it's someone who just one day just was like, "Hey, try this like skinny coffee thing." You're automatically put off by that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, that's just how it is, and that ju- it just doesn't work. <laughs> um, I do. I did have someone recently tell me that um, someone messaged them about trying a product, buying a product from them, and she said no and then blocked her and then recently reached out again through email, unblocked her off of Instagram and recently reached out through email for her to try. She's a blogger, like an influencer on Instagram, Mm -hmm. and so you were blocked and then out of nowhere, now you want something from her, so then you unblock her and then reach out.
1: And Um, I think that's the thing is like, you, you know we have those friends that only call us when they need
0: something kind of thing. That's like like that but worse. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's like when my friend calls me and she wants to complain, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: when it's okay, someone calls me and they want me to give them my money. Then it's like, "Okay, but then well, they I worked hard you, for them." Yeah. And, and then, then they,
1: they yeah. yeah. So, treat people like people, bottom line. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, we all have our dollars to spend, but like at the end of the day, we need to treat people like people, not mm-hmm. dollar signs. And that's where my like my marketing education is really centered around. Number 1, attraction marketing. Number 2, serving, serving, serving before you sell. People don't care what you have to sell until they until they care. And they're not going to care until they know why. Mm-hmm. Why why what's in it for them? You can't just say, "Hey guys, I have this sale going on." Me 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 me, right? What's in it for them? They don't care about what your product looks like. Mm-hmm. Until they know what it does, right? So, just posting pictures of your product all the time, meh, that's going to get you nowhere,
0: right? Also, though, um, a lot of people nowadays fall for packaging and pretty pictures, though.
1: But, like, would you buy something just based off the package? Okay, bad question. Hannah would.
0: (laughs) But, to my defense, I will try, like, if something looks pretty, I will look at the... I will look at the benefits of it. So that will attract me first. Like, oh, that's, like, beautiful packaging. To be fair. And obviously
1: there's something to be said about that. Like, Mm -hmm. marketing, visual marketing and packaging is definitely a thing. And,
0: like, social media, that's all that is. Like, they see a pretty eyebrow. And they're like, I want pretty eyebrows.
1: So there is definitely something to that. I'm more of a loyalist. Hannah's, like, I'll try anything kind of girl. I'm more of, like, a skeptic and a loyalist. Like, yes. okay, but, so what's in it for me? And, like, oh, well, I already have a girl, so I'm sticking with my girl kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's me. Hannah's more like, oh, sure, I'll get one from you and one from you and one from
0: you. <laughs> but then when I try it, and then I'm like, mmm.
1: Then you'll find I, your favorite.
0: Yeah. Like, okay, well, that one didn't work for me. I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy that again. This one was amazing. And maybe it doesn't have the nicest packaging. But, if it worked. Yeah. Because sometimes stuff that have, that look pretty, do work well. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things nowadays that, there's so many, so like, there's so many skincare companies mm-hmm. that like, they make their packaging look beautiful. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like, I'm going to call out a company, La Mer. Oh. It's like $150 for a moisturizer. Wow. From Sephora. $150 for a moisturizer. Is that the one that's like French- Yes. Yeah. But recently, um, the master esthetician on Instagram, shout out to her because she's amazing, she broke down the ingredients and the ingredients were similar to um, Don't say Cetaphil, it. the Cetaphil moisturizer. I knew moisturizer, that's what you were going to say. Where Cetaphil moisturizer is what, like nine bucks from yeah. CVS and you're paying $150, you're paying for the name, just like some of these higher end brand stuff. Like, okay, they're pretty, but could you get something that worked for that was less. So packaging is is important, but I think if you're packaging something really nicely, you're making a picture look really nice, your product has to back it up. Yeah. Because people are going to try and they are gonna like, I got no results. Or, you know, or that didn't work for me. Or like they go through a, a social media company and they tell them like, oh, just post these times, whatever. And then they do what they say, but then they get, you know, and they, they actually do the work but they get no results out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like, okay, well, maybe you should have went with someone like that would have maybe charged them a little bit more and then they could have gotten all those results. Right. Yeah. So what's
1: that saying? You can have good or you can have cheap,
0: but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, both. But mm. I mean,
1: there are some companies out there that make a lot of money
0: selling something like Cetaphil in a pretty package. I know. Yeah. So, um, you yeah, know, packaging I guess that's you know. Just having whatever you're selling, you need to back it up, right? So you're. I'm not gonna go and say Sam here. She's like, I'm, you know, fine lines and wrinkles are my issue, and I'm gonna sell her a uh, acne product. I don't
1: have acne or wrinkles, guys. Just FYI, I'm just using it as
0: an example. <laughs> Actually, Sam looks like she's ten. So Ooh, I look but, like I'm ten. Act like I'm forty-five. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to go and sell someone who has anti-aging concerns. I'm not going to sell them something that's not going to work. Like, oh, well, I'm going to give you this moisturizer for, like, all skin types. I'm going to make sure to sell you something that is going to fix. So that is, you know, has, that claims it's going to fix. Well, yeah, and then they're they're going to come back. back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they're going to be like, okay, you sent me, this didn't work. Or they're never going to come back. But I think something that has brought both of us a lot of success is that we
1: focus on education. Mm -hmm. The why behind things. Like, Hannah just took over my closet and (laughs) did a little Instagram story about lash mites. Yes. Lash mites. Gross. Such a yucky thing, but... Some people don't clean their eyelash extensions. And so a lot of people think they can't get their eyelash extensions wet. And Hannah was just like trying to debunk that myth. And so it's going to help build trust. When you show people that you know your stuff and you can educate them, they're going to trust you so much more. And when they're ready to buy, they're going to be like, oh, Hannah, she knows Mm -hmm. her stuff. That's who I'm going to. Yeah,
0: I don't know how many times I've had someone come to me and it's because they're like, well... Yeah, I was going to this person, and they never told me this. And I was watching you on Instagram, and mm-hmm. and also when you're giving this information, there's so many people out there putting out information um, to educate, like e- people in your industry. Make sure that what you're saying is legit. Legit. <laughs> like I could find someone who said like retinol is horrible for your skin when retinol is actually like the fountain of youth. Right. So um, I could be like, well, no, she's saying retinol is bad. I could go and just repeat what she said, but I'm going to do a little bit of research, you know, make sure what I'm going to repeat is Mm -hmm. right. So there's a lot of, like, said professionals in all our industries, and you want to make sure you're getting information from the right professional.
1: Yeah, I mean, in my industry, yeah, you don't don't even need a license or anything, so it's just like, oh, I'm an expert
0: in social media.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: that's one of the things, like, Sam is so... In the last, like, few years, it's, like, flooded now. Like, everyone thinks, oh, because I grew my Instagram to right. 10,000 followers, a million followers, I can help you do it. When well, mm-hmm. maybe they were just lucky
1: or, you know, Instagram was so different. There are a lot so of different. people who have a some very large accounts who have, A, zero idea how it happened, and B, mm-hmm. could not tell you how
0: to duplicate Honest, it. Honest, and, okay, I'm not saying I have a ton. I have maybe 7,800 followers. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't i'm sure like six thousand of them don't even see my stuff because of how instagram works now but i'm not gonna go and be like oh well, i grew my instagram you know it took me forever and let's just talk about that for a second followers do not equal dollars guys no not at all absolutely not so the main people who i get money from on instagram are people who actually interact with me yeah there's a lot of people who come to me that don't even follow me, but see my Instagram. They don't even follow me. And then they're like, oh, well, I've seen so-and-so post about you. Yeah. So.
1: yeah. Hannah has a really good loyal following that posts about her. And I think that's where you get a lot of... They're basically word like word-of-mouth word referrals, mm-hmm. but like word-of-Instagram stories, basically. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> referrals. Um, but anyway, basically what we're trying to say here, we have a lot of opinions about this, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, we hang out on Instagram a lot, and we see a lot of this stuff happen. But what you really want to stay away from is cold messaging people. If you don't know them, if they never asked you about your product, just don't do it.
0: It's just not. It's not cute. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to go and message them and be like, hey, you have wrinkles. Right? Hey, you, your skin is – like has a. you have a lot of acne. You have real bad eyebrows. I will never – I see people that have hair on their lip and I'm not going to be like, hey, guy, here, here's my card. Speaking of, I just looked in the mirror the
1: other day and was like, holy crap, Chaz, why didn't you tell me I had a mustache? And he's like,
0: <laughs> so, ugh, this is so fun. But lip hair <laughs> appears out of nowhere, guys. Dude, I had no idea I had a mustache. Like, at night, before bed, you can be doing your facial regimen. And, like, oh, my skin looks amazing. The next morning you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm Chewbacca. That's my seriously lip how it was.
1: My is, like, furry. And I'm like, I think it was because I was out in the sun. Because even my regular arm, like, can you see any hair on my arm right now? Mm-mm. Like, none. I have no hair. Sam body and I hair. are really
0: lucky. We're yeah, like... we
1: have no hair.
0: <laughs> we have very little but it's, hair.
1: But it goes on to our heads, too. Like, we have no head hair yeah. either. <laughs> but I have no hair. And so... I was super surprised to see that I had this, like, little mustache going on. And I should have had to wax it, but I get so irritated
0: on my mm. lip. The lip is a very sensitive area. Um Two anyway, things that we want, to, um, <laughs> <laughs> two, two things we want to mention, too, um, like, that we had questions about is cross-selling. And That's then, how, like, I would say, product sales. Would you think, like, at least 25% of your business comes from... Product sales and cross-selling. You get a honestly ton. It might be more. I probably should know these numbers at this point, but you get a ton a little crazy. of microblading clients from mm-hmm. your and then vice versa. Probably. Yeah. So a lot of times people come. At least what I've seen is people come in and they know I do one thing, or they know yeah. the girls do one thing. So like. Anna, my, one of my employees is Anna Lee. they know she's great at lash extensions mm-hmm. so they come for that and then they sit in their office and they see our menu or she'll talk about something else mm-hmm. and they'll be like oh she does microblading here or like she does brow waxing facials and then majority of our clients I don't have very many clients that don't get multiple services from us yeah or like if they've come for microblading they have probably came back for like a facial later or something so interesting yeah i
1: mean i know a good chunk of your business is cross-selling and product sales like you guys are really good Mm -hmm. at recommending products
0: one of the things for cross-selling that i do is um like a little tip i guess it could be Mm -hmm. um oh when a client's in my bed in my oh my gosh when a client is in my room (laughs) still not much better on your table <laughs> when a client is on my table that doesn't sound good either there's no way to make this sound appropriate when a client is with me um you know say I'm waxing their eyebrows and their skin get, gets really red or it's dry um obviously you have to be tactful but I'm like oh I have noticed like you get a little red sometimes that can happen if your skin is like extra dry or whatever and then I'll talk to I'll slow, it's, I'm not doing it in a sleazy way. I don't want them to be red after a brow wax. Mm-hmm. I want their skin to be healthy.
1: And people appreciate those kinds of recommendations, but they're already going to you. They already trust mm-hmm. you. They're going to trust your recommendation. Yeah, it's not
0: like when you go to the nail salon and you're like doing your manicure and they're like, oh, do you want to wax your lip? <laughs> you're like, why does my, why, what's wrong? That's no, really so, you know, they're searching, you just have to be tactful. Tactful, yeah. But, um, you know, telling, teaching the client or like saying, Hey, I noticed, you know, on your form, you're using this product. Um, you know, next time when you run, I have something very similar to that that probably could save you some money. Mm-hmm. If you're interested, let me know. Don't be like, oh, you need it. You need to buy it from me. Just say, if you're interested, let me know. Um, a lot of the girls that work for me, that's their approach too. I teach them, like, we're not here to push. Uh-huh. But we're like, hey, we also offer this service. Or if we hear them talk about, oh, like, I've never had... A bikini wax or something like yeah so-and-so does it here you should try it one day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but we're never like you need to do it (laughs) or yeah you're hairy you need to get a wax that's right that's inappropriate Um, and then product sales um, a lot of services in our in in my industry you need to maintain the the best way to maintain and keep your skin healthy and your lashes healthy whatever is to have a home regimen right so what i do at the end of every service is i pull some products out I'm like hey this is what will give you longer lasting results like i said in the beginning like i educate them i tell them what the benefits of the product are if you want it the receptionist can get you all checked out and you know if not Mm -hmm. it'll be here if you're ever interested yeah um and majority of the time nine out of ten clients will take the products yeah sometimes not at the first appointment but At the second appointment, they come back and they're like, oh yeah, what was that thing you recommended? Mm -hmm. And we'll let them know. Take notes on your clients. Any industry, I feel like you need to take notes on your clients. Yeah. What I used to do when I had really bad memory is I would put a note. I've told my girls to do this too. If there's something even personal about them that you want to remember. I'm really weird now. Like I remember everything. If a client went on vacation like a month ago and they come back, I'm like, how was your vacation? Mm -hmm. But being personable is really big. Just builds that
1: relationship and that mm-hmm. trust. So you can't really sell to anyone you don't have a relationship with. Yeah. It's just not tactful either. Um, so I think what I want to leave you guys with is attraction marketing is key. Educating people. Keeping yourself top of mind. And top of mind doesn't mean you always have to be talking about your business. I had a client I've, I've worked with one-on-one and she said, you know, she's in the healthy living realm. And, um we were posting a recipe and she's like, well, what, how does this help me sell my product? I'm like, well, it helps build trust for you. And you're serving your client by giving them a tool that they can use. And now every time they make this recipe, guess what? They're going to
0: think of you. Yeah. Um, quick note on that. Um, coach glitter. Yeah. I know you know coach glitter and obsessed. Um, I am obsessed with her. I, she is the Yelp of, she is the Yelp of Instagram for me. Like the Yelp of Instagram. Yeah, like she tries something out, and she will be the oh, recommendation for she, it.
1: You follow any recommendation she gives.
0: Anything she says is to try. I'm trying. It's fact. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> because she has not once let me down. She is your most trusted influencer. She makes so one of the things that I've copied from her is like um, this coffee. She makes a bulletproof coffee, um, and she, she puts up that same recipe. Almost every other day, but now whenever I use that product, I think of her. You think of her. hmm mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So.
1: You've bought, like, everything she sells, too. You're a total The, the
0: makeup that she uses, I'm like, yes. I've done a, she does, she used to she's be a makeup artist slash stylist, and now she's, she does a lot of like online marketing um, courses, marketing like video marketing, mm-hmm. and I bought a course from her. Um, she's amazing. Hannah's a lifer, mm-hmm. but that's what influence does. And every
1: single person that is on Instagram has influence, and so you can create your own sphere of influence with your own stuff and it doesn't have to be you selling your product all the
0: time do your your morning you have a morning routine Mm -hmm. i was just watching this other girl and i love watching her morning routine she makes this specific coffee she recommends the coffee that she makes at home like the ingredients then she and that builds trust yeah she does all this stuff and i'm like that's what i want she reads she reads this book the daily stoic every morning i bought that book but yeah, dear lash love. If you're interested. somebody
1: I just talked to yesterday, needs to listen to this. <laughs>
0: yeah. We did a story strategy with her,
1: and she's like, "Oh, I hate sharing my morning routine. I'm super self conscious about it. I don't think anyone cares about it." I'm like, "No. Anyone who anyone who's success driven, first of all, is her client. Second of all, anyone who's success driven wants is always seeking more self improvement. More. Yeah, I'm hacks. obsessed with self improvement. Yeah, more hacks about productivity and. Anything that they can do to get better. And those are the people she's targeting. I'm like, you, I was like, you don't have a choice. You have to share your morning morning routine. Mm-hmm. At least a piece of it every, at least once a week, you need to share a piece of your morning routine.
0: Um, and you know, those, those little things, a lot of them are the personal things in my life. The things that I consider like self-improvement, those get best interactions.
1: And they help people relate to you. So you guys humanize your brand. Be relatable. That's where the relationships are going to be built.
0: Um I put up recently I started drinking celery juice in the morning. And you did? Yes. It's so gross. I I wanted so badly it doesn't I don't even to it. like I it. I chug it so I don't care. I put a little bit <sighs> of lemon and I'm good to go. See, I was told you're not supposed to mix it with anything. I think if I mix it you're with not, lemon I would like but it. But start that way. Baby steps. Start putting a little bit of lemon. I know a girl who started, she'd put a little bit of apple juice first. Mm-hmm. And then she started putting less apples in it. Um and now she just straight lemon juice. I chug it. I like
1: yeah, I got Eight it... Eight ounces, gulp it down. I got it juiced from a friend of mine who owns a juicery, and I tried it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that is not what I was expecting. <laughs> it tastes like grass.
0: Celery Ooh. on its own. One, I don't really like celery.
1: I'll disclaim that. I love green juice, and I actually really do like celery.
0: Yeah, I don't, but I will drink... the. You know, anything So, back to what we were talking about. Like, <laughs> those... Because we can go on and on about this stuff. Um... I've had so many people message me about celery juice. And I'm like, you guys, I put up a gorgeous photo of eyebrows. Why don't you guys comment on my eyebrows? You know? Um, because they can relate to the celery juice first. And that's mm-hmm. what... They have to be able
1: to relate with you before they're going to buy from you. So mm-hmm. that the eyebrow photo doesn't get unnoticed. Even though it might not get as many likes or comments, it's not going unnoticed. That They're putting that in their memory bank too. But... The celery juice might be the conversation starter, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't ever have to lead with your product. If you're a relatable
0: human, that's going to
1: build trust for you. And then people will ask you about your product.
0: So yeah. So trust, education, finding out what the client's needs are, their concerns, and solving a problem for them. Mm-hmm. And then staying top of mind. Mm-hmm.
1: Get those Instagram stories out there, girl. Instagram
0: stories. Stay it's be top the of, bane mind. of mind. Existence. Whatever she loves it. I love do- because I, I mean I do love doing it, but it takes up a lot of time. You it, don't think? I mean,
1: I don't. It, there, Fifteen seconds max, Hannah. <laughs>
0: I, okay, all of you guys who think Instagram stories just listen to what she just said. I talk to my
1: clients about this all day long, so this is an objective. I, an objection I get every single day. This is so much work. I'm like, hmm, 15 seconds. So, if you know that that 15 seconds can cultivate a relationship for you, that 15 seconds was not, I guess, when
0: you think about it, not a big investment. I could put up a 15 second video about microblading, and then a microblading client's gonna, and you might get three
1: freaking clients from that, right? Mm -hmm. So, I'll go off on another tangent with this. I was talking to one of my clients about this. She sells jewelry, right? So the first time we met where, you know, we were basically doing our, her audit for her, right? And we met for lunch for her audit and she was wearing this bracelet and I loved it. And I said, oh my gosh, I need that bracelet. Can you send me an invoice for it? I want it. I bought it right off her body, literally, right? Let's say she was, and I was the only person she saw that day. She didn't see anyone else. She's a stay-at-home mom. She didn't see anyone else that day. But guess what? She sold a piece of jewelry right off her body. Let's, Let's think about it this way. If she was on Instagram stories just talking about the breakfast she had that day, and she happened to be wearing some necklace or earrings that she sold, and people saw them... There is a high likelihood that they could have had that same reaction I had. Oh my gosh, before we leave, I need you to send me an invoice because I need that necklace or I need that bracelet, right? Mm -hmm. And think of how many people she's exposing herself to if she's on Instagram stories. People feel that it's one-on-one, but really you're exposing yourself to your entire audience. It was just me that one day, right? Mm -hmm. But if just the one person she saw bought from her, how could that be magnified if she did it on stories Mm -hmm. for 15 seconds, guys? 15 seconds not a big investment It
0: isn't.
1: i asked my clients to do five to ten a day that's 150 seconds max right that is a very very minute uh, you know portion of your day mm-hmm. that can have a huge impact on your business like enormous impact
0: um what if okay well what is too much though you know how Oh, you see there's some the, the there
1: is a such thing as too much. I think we'll have a whole yeah we'll, we'll have, have, a have a whole a... talk about Instagram stories. But there is such thing as too much. But you know, five to ten behind the scenes, just showing up as who you are, maybe slipping a little bit of business in there, um, totally acceptable, totally something you need to be doing. Um, I've been doing a lot of story strategy sessions with people lately to like map out a strategy for them, and it they have been gold people are doing super well having a little bit of a strategy mapped out. Now, it's very flexible, but it's like, hey, I know I do this on Mondays, so I know I need to talk about that every Monday and then mm-hmm. also incorporate this and then maybe squeeze in a call to action for this, mm-hmm. right? So put a little business in there with your real life and build the trust and it just works together like
0: so seamlessly. Um, yeah. We'll talk more about that. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Um, so I hope... <laughs> I feel like we have so much to talk about sales. Yeah. This will be a monthly topic. Um, so I feel like I think we did we cut a little bit.
1: We kinda went off on a tangent, tangent but a few times. This is the first one.
0: Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we're gonna recap. Don't build a relationship before you try to cold mess before you try to sell this to someone in general. Build a relationship, educate. What did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Attraction. Attraction marketing. Attraction Stay marketing. top of mind.
1: Serve people well. Mm-hmm. Treat people like people, not dollar signs. Solve their problems. And solve their problems. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, Thanks for listening. Find us on social media at Hash It Out Babes on Instagram. Take a little screenshot of this podcast. Make sure you post it on your Instagram stories. And send us any questions you guys have about business. Like, Sales, marketing, anything you want. We would love to hear to make sure that we're giving you guys information the information that, that you want to hear.
1: Yeah, and if you guys have a topic you want us to talk about, feel free to send it in. And if you have a topic that you want to come on the podcast and talk about,
0: um, we might be interested in interviewing you too. So. Send us a message. Send us an email. We'd love to chat. Yeah. Fit you in. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys later.